0: Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check and investigate things that have been said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I'll be looking at episode 1713 with Mike Baker. Mike Baker is a former CIA agent who keeps coming on JRE all the time for unknown reasons. (laughs) They talked a lot about some classic JRE topics but also some more general political things. The first thing Rogan says that's wrong is about the vaccine. He says Fauci originally said that vaccinated people couldn't get COVID and couldn't spread COVID. This is not true, but Fauci did come pretty close to saying that the vaccinated couldn't spread it. On May 16th of this year, he said, quote, even though there are breakthrough infections with vaccinated people, almost always the people are asymptomatic and the level of virus is so low it makes it extremely unlikely, not impossible, but very, very low likelihood that they're going to transmit it. So even back then, he was saying that there was a chance that vaccinated people could spread it. Rogan is wrong about this. And I couldn't find any instance of him saying that the vaccinated couldn't even get COVID, like Rogan claims, he said. Now, if you're wondering uh, what my opinion is, personally, I think that Joe Rogan should replace Fauci as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and the government should hook everyone up to vitamin D laced IV drips. That's just my opinion, you know. I'm not a doctor or an expert or anything. Luckily, they do talk about things other than COVID, they talk about the border and Baker says that 30,000 immigrants are moving to Panama every day from Haiti. This is totally wrong, and he appears to have either misremembered something he heard on Fox News or is intentionally fear-mongering. You can pick which one you think it is based on what your opinion of Mike Baker is. The Panamanian Minister of Foreign Affairs has said that she thinks there are 85,000 Haitians that are probably trying to move through to America. How does she know this? Um, It's not really clear. Somehow I feel like if America can't keep track of how many illegal immigrants we have, there's almost no way that Panama can do this. But anyway, I'd say this is pretty different than Baker's 30k a day number that he throws out. I mean, he doesn't even say how many days. Does he think this is still happening? Every day, 30,000 more Haitians show up at the door in Panama. How long can this go on? How many Haitians even are there? (laughs) How long can they keep this up? He does not elaborate on this at all. I also thought it was funny when Mike Baker was decrying the fact that there are people in Washington, D.C. making policy decisions who have never ridden a horse, as if this should be some sort of prerequisite for a politician. I I imagine some sort of future where um politicians all have to fake like being really into horses <laughs> like they have to fake being a uh, Christian. Yes, I've always uh ridden horses. This is my childhood horse Bingo who I brought to the campaign rally today. I ride him frequently. Later they move on from horses to a much more serious topic, the topic of aliens. I was hoping that this is what the episode would end up being about. Rogan continues to live in a fantasy world where the federal government has officially stated that they have alien technology. Yes, he still claims that this is the case, even though this is not true. He is baffled by the fact that nobody seems to care about this. The reason nobody cares, of course, is that it's not true and this didn't happen but Rogan doesn't know about this. Oddly enough, though, Rogan's belief in a. Mouse seems to be at an all-time low in this episode. He believes the government has admitted to having alien tech, but he does not think that the government is telling the truth about this. He basically says that he thinks the government is covering up their advanced aerospace technology by claiming it was aliens. This is a very unique opinion, and I respect... Rogan for not just going with the usual alien crowd on this one. This is a very original conspiracy theory he has going here. that I, have, I don't think I've seen this anywhere else. In other flying things discussion, Rogan says there are enough nukes to completely destroy everything and turn the earth into a glowing ball. And this is actually not true. It's kind of a common misconception people have about nukes. Humanity would most likely survive an all-out Nuclear war, even if all nuclear parties were involved for some reason. It would be incredibly bad. Um, you wouldn't want to live through it. Probably not be a good time. But there is not enough firepower to kill all humans and destroy all land on the entire planet. Even if there was a nuclear winter afterwards, because of the smoke or whatever, people would most likely survive in some form. The idea that nukes are just a press here to end humans button is not real. Nukes destroy less surface area than people tend to think. Nukes are more like a click here to destroy a lot of people, maybe most people who live in major metropolitan areas button. Later on, while discussing other future scenarios, Rogan says that nobody, not even Star Trek, predicted the internet. Now, it is true that Star Trek did not predict the internet. I asked my friend, who has seen every episode of every Star Trek series about this, and he also edits this podcast now, and he said there is no internet in Star Trek. He said that the computer databases on the ships don't seem to be hooked up to any sort of internet-like thing, as evidenced by the fact that Voyager was sent to the Delta Quadrant, where they had zero contact with the rest of the Federation but they still had their giant computer with its big database and could still use it and everything. But just because Star Trek didn't predict it doesn't mean nobody predicted it. Someone who Rogan himself actually brings up somewhat frequently, Marshall McLuhan, more or less predicted the internet. In the 60s, he was basically describing something like the internet coming into being in the future. What's interesting is that he saw this as something that would be a hugely unifying force for culture and politics and would sort of bring everyone together. He said that since everyone would finally have access to all the same information all at the same time, people would be able to get on the same page and put aside their differences. You can see this sort of optimism in a lot of writing from the era when the internet was first becoming a thing as well. I think that Rogan's basic point here is right, in that he's saying... People are really bad at predicting what the actual effect of technology is going to be on society. Generally speaking, scientists have no idea what technology will actually do, even if they know exactly what it's going to do, if you get, if you get what I'm saying. Near the end of the podcast, they do come back to talking about COVID and modern politics instead of aliens, And Rogan says that Australia has no guns, and that this is partially why they're stuck with super severe lockdowns. Does Australia have no guns? Well, that depends on what your definition of no guns is. America has 120 guns per 100 people. And this is only counting civilian guns, by the way. Naturally, we're number one in this category, and I highly doubt anyone will ever be able to dethrone us. Australia only has 15 guns per 100 people. So compared to the U.S., yes, Australia has no guns. But they have a lot of guns compared to, say, England, where there's only 5 guns per 100 people. Australia has triple the amount of guns that England has. And they have way more guns than Japan, which only has 0.3 guns per 100 people. So it's kind of all relative. They continue with this sort of political discussion, and Rogan says that 17,000 duplicate ballots were found in Maricopa County, and implies that this is because the election was uh, rigged and everything. What really happened here was that there were duplicate images of ballot envelopes. Not the actual ballots, but the the envelopes that you send mail-in ballots in. This was because if you send in a mail-in ballot that doesn't have a signature, they don't immediately just throw it out. They try to contact you, they send it back, and then if they can get your signature, they they do count your vote. So the envelope gets scanned twice, it gets processed twice, but it only gets counted once since it, it only has a signature once. It's not counted the first time because it doesn't have a signature. It isn't even opened twice. They don't have a way of knowing who the person voted for when they're not even opening the envelope. The last thing I want to talk about is a bit of a meta point, and it's something that is becoming the next big Rogan talking point, and that is targeted ads on social media sites. This is not the only episode where this is extensively discussed. Now, first, I should say that I don't like social media either And I don't personally use it, except for the official Investigate Joe Rogan Twitter account, of course, which you can follow for my weekly updates on the podcast. But basically, yes, I know that social media is bad. I don't really care about social media. But why is trying to sell people things based on information they've given you bad, but trying to sell people things based on guesswork good? Rogan also sells things on the internet, on a website. I assume Spotify collects at least some user data in order to recommend people things. Isn't this basically the same thing Rogan is constantly complaining about Google and Facebook doing? Isn't this almost laughably hypocritical of him to constantly complain about this while simultaneously... You know, running ads on a large tech company website. I mean, it's not like Rogan is some ascetic who has rejected, you know, consumerism and materialism to pursue God and, you know, righteousness. He is super wealthy and he buys and sells things on the internet. So, what exactly is his problem with advertising? He sells people stuff on the internet all the time. The other thing that annoys me is that they never bring up the solution which is simply not to use social media. Or, if you still want to use social media despite targeted advertising, just use Adblock. Why don't these boomers ever bring up Adblock? Do they not know that Adblock exists? I don't understand. If you don't like the website, just just don't click on it. (laughs) Just don't go on it or just use Adblock. I'm going crazy here listening to this guy ramble on about social media. I sadly predict that this is going to be the next big topic on JRE for some time. It looks like that's how things are shaping up to be. Now, speaking of selling things on the internet and the CIA, as many people in the YouTube comments have pointed out over the years, I used to receive funding for the CIA. Um, They paid me to, you know, discuss Joe Rogan and uh look things up but they no longer do so unfortunately a new bill passed because of Biden and I don't get that CIA money anymore so I have made a Patreon instead in order to try and uh, recoup that revenue loss for the low price of $2 a month you can get access to bonus episodes which will only be on the Patreon these are forbidden secret bonus episodes that I will not be posting here I will only be posting them on patreon so if you subscribe you can listen to them and you can help me uh, deal with the cia abandoning me the first bonus episode that is up on the patreon right now is about mike baker's company diligence and whether or not it's a cia front what rogan's involvement and all this is and i think it's i think it's a pretty good episode So if you want to uh, check that out, there is a link to the Patreon in the description for this episode. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.